The following was recorded during the COVID-19 pandemic through Zoom meetings in accordance with local health guidelines. Hi, I'm Mike Maloney, and welcome to another CSRM podcast. Today's episode is hosted by Dr. Greg Linville. Hi, welcome back. And this is the third segment now that we're celebrating with Danny Downing, his 20th anniversary at Johnson Ferry. And we've talked about in the first podcast, some things about ministry and how we need to go make disciples and how baptism and all of that comes into play. And we talked uh, last time a little bit more about the, the staff and the volunteers that, that were uh, trying to recruit and how we take care of them. And, and uh, we have Greg English who has wanted to just come in and, and honor Danny and, and good friends and, and ministry compatriots here. And Greg's going to help us in this segment. So Danny and Greg, welcome back into the CSRM podcast. Thank you. Danny, you had, you had said something last time about that you were the youth pastor, I believe, at least that was part of your responsibility at a church and your kids started to be that age. And I know for myself that when my kids turned about eight, I I'm on the church staff as a sports minister and I went to them every year and I said, do you still want me to do this? And my son was about 12 and he said, dad, why do you ask us this every year? You've asked us the last three or four years. And I said, well, sometimes it's hard to be uh, the kids of a, of a church staff person. And I want you to know that you're my first ministry. And if, and if I need to get out of this, I'll do it because you're more important to me, more important to me than this church. And my son said, dad, everything's great. He said, in fact, you probably spend more time with me than, than most of my friends fathers do. And, and by the way, it, it, you didn't do this anymore. You'd have to give up the gym, the key to the gym. <laughs> so I, I found out real quickly what his priorities were, uh -huh. but uh, it is kind of a delicate balance there, isn't it? D Danny, um, maybe fill out that gap a little bit about letting somebody else be the, the youth pastor to your kids, but how, how do we do this? Yeah, I think, I think the short version is as parents, we won't, uh, as many people speak in biblical truth into the life of our kids as possible for, for my wife and I, you know, we just felt like that, that might be more complicated and harder for our kids in that particular church, uh, to kind of be the, the youth pastor's kid. And I wanted other people to speak into their lives. And, and then I also, God was moving me, uh, as that was a split youth and recreation and moving me more into recreation. But part of that certainly was the timing and the, the desire we wanted for other people. Um, and, you know, I think there's a, you, 
you want, like you said, you want your kids to understand that um, you're not putting the job before you were putting your relationship with them. And, and same thing I got involved in high school mission trips at spring break before they reached the high school age here. But one of the quick conversations was just like you was like, now dad can keep going on this with you or he can stop going on this, you know? And so it was interesting, particularly a senior trip that one of my kids said, you go, you've gone on everything. I want to go on this without you, you know, and that was fine. You know? So I think keeping that line of communication open and just, um, and then helping them, understand the tension of people know who you are and are watching your actions um uh, as well as um you know that that shouldn't be something that creates too much pressure and be unrealistic for them and that's a strong tension for us as parents i think it's it's uh important to understand the boundaries and the roles and and <laughs> I was I I was a presenter for somebody into a high into a hall of fame, and um, a guy that was with with me who was also a presenter at that hall of fame was a he's in a hall of fame he's in the college basketball hall of fame uh, a legendary coach and player and uh, <laughs> we were talking about this and he said yeah he said I coach my own son and. I now know why many species on earth eat their young. <laughs> and uh, it, 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 can, it can often work the opposite, right? Uh, sometimes the opposite. Greg, you, you, both of your kids, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you had two, and, and uh, they came up through. Any insights on this? Yeah, so I had uh, two boys, and... Um, very different in personality and uh, how they enjoyed recreation and sport. Uh, so my oldest son is is the is the player you want on a team that he's just gonna he's gonna bring that element of fun and when the game's over it's over right he's gonna enjoy the play aspect of it and, and be right in it. And then uh, my youngest son uh, played at a, at a different competitive level, and so I had the opportunity of experiencing both sides of recreation play competition and fitness and enjoyed both of them from both perspectives my oldest son we were uh, we lived over in northern Africa Middle East uh, region and so uh, he was a part of camps and sport leagues that we developed over there uh, and so he was able to participate in play but he was also more played a role of help establishing organizing and running the camps and doing those things that uh, he was very gifted in technology and things like that. So he would do the, v, the, the VCR and he would do the, the photos and he would do the marketing and, and you know, all this kind of stuff. And uh, my other one was, was, you know, actually kind of in the camp. Uh, and then we came back to the, to the States and um, uh, the oldest moved away to college and, and uh, my youngest was still with me. And uh, so he was coming to the gym and like you, like, you know, I know why he liked my job because he had access to this, this facility right uh but um so he's kind of grown up uh with me here uh, at the gym he served as the uh um as an intern for me for several years and and even now um he's helping manage the the facility uh for an internship uh in college so uh, both my kids have played different roles in it but in it all i've I wanted to be a dad most of all uh so with my oldest i coached him 
uh, with my youngest, I made a decision that uh, I, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be your father. I'm going to watch you play. I'm going to enjoy that experience. I don't need to be the coach in that. So a lot of it, I think, is knowing our, our kids and the personality and the dynamics of our personality, theirs, their interest, their level, where they're at, uh, and also uh, making sure for me it was important that while we run so many leagues and open so many hours a day, I was not going to miss the opportunity to watch them play. Uh, and I'm so grateful now that they're older that I can look back and say, uh, I really can't count a time that I missed uh, something that they were in uh, for that. So helping them understand that they're the most valuable uh, to me, um, even though I, I, I do a lot with a lot of families and a lot of sports and recreation and fitness, they're the most, they were the most two important uh, people. Danny, does that spark anything in you? Yeah, I think, I think uh, what Greg said was right on it. I, with four kids, um, I didn't coach every one of them. Some of them, it was a perfect fit for me to coach and some of them, it was a fit for me to be a dad. Um, and, and to know that and, and have good conversations with the kids about that is, is kind of the key there. Um, and, you know, even in lessons I learned at conferences like CSRM and Reach Gathering, just about, hey, my role right now is not to help them critique their play. My role right now as we go home after this game that didn't go the right way is uh, to support, you know, and just tell them how much I enjoyed watching them play, that kind of thing. So even – learning on the job to be a better parent, you know. Uh, so all that kind of hits home with me too. My wife told me early on in our, our marriage, she said, every time you say yes to something means you're saying no to something else. Mm-hmm. And in ministry, you're going to say yes, yes, yes. And, and, and what you're really doing is saying no, no, no to, to me and any children you might have. Greg or Danny, either one, comments about the wisdom of my wife. Keep in mind, it's my wife now. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's not a great family dynamic, but that's a great leadership principle. We, we, we have to, we're, we're the only ones in charge of, of our calendar and our schedule. And so when we learn to early on to say no more, then we get to say yes more to the things that really matter and important or, or have traction into them. And so it required me to plan better, plan more purposefully, because I just could, I, I did not want to miss what, what they were participating in or what they were involved in. Um, and so I, I think that's a, that's a strong leadership statement. And it wasn't always easy. And I will say there was times that I, I, I took my fair share of hits that how can you run these programs and, and your kid doesn't play in it and you're coaching him in another kind of program or how come you're not going to be here this is the big big event for for these kids tonight well I'm sorry it's a big event for for my child or my child has this interest or is it this level of play and needs to be there or here and and so you just have to be prepared that um, you're going to have those conversations and you need to have that kind of stance or foreknowledge so that you can be confident in those those conversations. Danny? Yeah I think I think part of it helps, you know, with your leadership is just having the vision for what your role is on the team and being real clear about that. That helps you to say no to some good things. Uh, So the better the church team is with that, you know, the better and easier it is for us. But it also requires 
good planning. I heard it's an old saying, but somebody's like, I never heard anybody on their deathbed say, man, I wish I would have just worked a little more, you know, but plenty of people said, I wish I'd have spent more time with my family. And that's always helped uh, balance the scales for me. Just that one little old saying. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting, uh, you know, you, you spend that, that time with your kids and now, you know, I've moved into uh, where I, I, I have a granddaughter that is of age of activity, right? And now, like, I don't even want to work at all. I just want to spend all my time doing that. So it's really funny how things change through the process. And so now I'm building my schedule even more that I'm going to see my, my, my kids, but I'm definitely going to see my, my granddaughter. <laughs> I might even coach, you know, one day. Again. You just have to see. If you saw my granddaughter's little finger, you'd see me permanently wrapped right around it. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's no doubt about it. I was on a, a retreat doing a youth ministry. And this is in the day way before any of the technology. Yeah, I am really old. And the way you got a hold of somebody was to call the mess hall. And then they would go find the person on, on the camp in the camp. And uh, we were getting ready for about 600 high school kids to show up. And the phone came in, in the mess hall. And, hey, is there a guy there by the name of? And he went back. Now, this was a guy that was doing all the proclamation of the gospel, four messages, he was doing two seminars. He was involved in all the skits. He was organizing. All, he was doing everything. And he walked back in the room and he said, I got to go home. Who died? Oh, nobody died. My wife just needs me to come home. You got 600 kids. Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? He says, you guys will do fine. I was so angry at the guy. I was so angry. And you know what happened? Other people spoke. Kids came to Christ. Everybody had fun. Nobody got hurt. It was a wonderful weekend. That guy was a mentor to me. And he died far too early in, in his late 50s. And uh, if, if his wife and his kids, if, if my wife and kids say half the things that they said about him, I, 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 will, I, will, I will die happy. And I think that's a message for all of us, you know, that when we say yes to these other things, Often it's our family we say no to. Any other thoughts about that, men? It's a I, continual. It's a continual mindset. Is yeah. what I what I. It doesn't change with years or whatever. It's a continual discipline. Put the family on the calendar first. Everything else will flow. Um, you both have been involved in ministry. I'm changing topics a little bit here. Um, it's been said that it's, it's, there's never been a sports minister who has seen a fourth senior pastor. And about half of them don't see a second one. Um, that, they, that, they, that they don't finish their tenure, to, that it ends before the second one comes in. And it's about 10 to 20% that will actually go into a third senior pastorate. Um, and, uh, you know, there's transitions in ministries. Many of our paraministries, sports-related paraministries, are, are seeing uh, the shift of, of ministry to, to, to new leaders, and churches change senior pastors. Uh, talk to us about, speak to the sports minister, the rec minister at, at a church, and, and how, do, how do they deal with that transition? 
what are some things that, that they can do to help with that? Danny, how, how do you deal with that? How would you advise somebody to deal with that transition? You're staying put, yeah. but the senior pastor is now somebody new. Yeah, and we've recently gone through that. We had uh, the founder of the church um, step aside, and we had a search process, and now have the second pastor of the church. So I've been recently through that. I've never been in a situation where, uh, thankfully, because pastors have stayed a while, that we've had a third pastor. Um, but I think, you know, if we're honest on this call, um, that's nerve-wracking and scary for us in the sports ministry world uh, when the senior pastor changes because you just don't know uh, what's going to happen with the sports ministry. And part of that is our fault as sports ministers, that we have not done a great enough job uh, saying the necessity and the validity of sports ministry in our churches. So part of that is really on us as a group of ministers that we have let people think this is just activities and it's not a ministry. Uh, but then it's just easier for church churches to think, well, we've got to have a youth minister or a children's minister, but we don't really, you know, things get off to a bad financial start or decisions have to be made. A lot of times we're worried as sports pastors though, well, they could get rid of the sports ministry. And so it's, it's scary. I think, um, I think if I was to try and speak into it uh, for us as a group is one, you know, make your ministry about the church, not about yourself. Um, because then it, it is, it becomes a part of the whole church ministry. And it's not reliant on your personality or drive. And so the church sees the value of the ministry. Um, I think that's part of our responsibility too, to, re to report and tell stories of how God's using uh, sports to draw people to himself, to have people uh, begin a relationship with Christ. So I think it's important for us to tell those stories often, and that helps when a new pastor comes in. And, and again, like we talked on earlier, when we as leaders need to be clear on our role in the mission of the church. And we're here at Johnson Ferry. Our key role is to reach and disciple people for Christ. And we're a key component of Johnson Ferry reaching our community. And so to help a new pastor see where, where we fit, to see how we're doing that successfully, that, that we really need that front door to the church to have a chance to reach our community. So that's some initial thoughts there for me. Yeah, and so you're seeing why uh, Danny can write the book on all this. He's, he's, he's got wisdom just oozing out of him. And Danny, uh, we've got somebody else that just uh, is getting on here because they they just didn't want to be denied an opportunity uh, to, to be a part of this. So he's going to be connecting in just a second. And Greg, I want you to hold on to your thoughts about that transition. Uh, and I hope he's coming on here. Anyway, uh, if Danny, you, you have impacted people. And we've had a couple folks that have been on already. And you know what? He just dropped off the line. So we're going to save that surprise. Uh, I don't know what's, I think he's having uh, trouble connecting. But Greg, pick up from there. Uh, this is this is when you love live uh, live recordings, don't you? That, that you just have this stuff happening. But Greg, you've got a, 
follow-up to, to that, Danny, about transition and what he was saying. Yeah, I mean, he, he said it very, very well. I mean, I, I agree with what he has to say. For me, I'm at my second uh, pastor at Cool Spring. Um, so uh, I feel fortunate enough that, that both of them um, um, believe in the sports and recreation ministry. And so uh, that that's a critical component of it. But uh, I, I agree. I want to be the person that they see as uh, I'm here to, to help fulfill the call on their lives. Uh, I'm not here to run my, my own business. Um, so well, there you go. There he hey. is. Hey, there he is. Mr. Shane. Look at Hey. Dano. Look at you, Hollywood. <laughs> I, I, this is not a virtual background. This is a live background. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not buying it. <laughs> you, you have taken out of your family's vacation. We just talked about how you take care of family first, so we won't keep you long, but I know you wanted to just say a couple things in, in honor of Danny today. And uh, Shane actually works with for Danny and has for a number of years. And, your your uh, your words for uh, for Danny today. Um, well, um, gosh, I wish I um, honestly would have because nothing I'm going to say is going to do it justice. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Danny knows. I'm just I'm just super thankful for him. You know, he's something I wrote to him in the letter was I just feel like Danny's uh, been in my corner personally uh, since even before I started at Johnson Ferry. Um, you know, we established a friendship through CSRM, um, maybe some sold meetings to Danny, something like that back in the day. And, um, he's just always been in my corner and just had my back and, um, personally. And so it's just been awesome. He's pushed me at times when I needed to be pushed and, um, just helped me grow in ministry all these years. Um, learning new things, learning more ministerial type roles and responsibilities. And just, um, you know, one, one story I also put in there that, that kind of reminds me of Danny, you know, and just his, his love for people is just, um, it was a baseball evaluations night. It was one of my first years at Johnson Ferry. Um, it may have been like advanced T-ball or coach pitch or something like that, but it was super cold. It, we were out there in our parkas. Can everybody hear me? Can you hear me, Greg? We can hear you. It was probably, what, 65 degrees there? Oh, yeah, in February in Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, no, it was super cold, and we had a mile-long line of kids um, at the tent to register and uh, at each station. And the one thing I just quickly learned from Danny is, hey, we're going to give each player the same amount of time and uh, personal care. And, um, you know, that just, that showed me a lot. That taught me a lot. And I, I've, I'll always carry that with me. Um, just the importance of that. And, uh, but that, that shows Danny's personality and his, his heart for people. Um, but more importantly, his heart for the Lord and, um, just doing things the right way. You know, I mean, in basketball, you hear the term, you know, we hear all the time, Hey, we're, this particular team plays the right way. They, 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 they're team players. They, they play the right way. Well, I mean, Danny seeks to play the right way in everything that he does in life. And, um, 
regardless. It doesn't matter. Now, he's also very competitive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly what I thought when you said that. I, I know these tennis matches, right? And I'm thinking, oh, he's doing it the right way. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, he, you know, um, you guys got what I'm saying. I mean, he, he's, he's super thorough. Danny's super thorough. It's never going to lack detail. Um, it's always going to be done with excellence. And so he just – uh, my guess is that he learned that from his father and um, doing sports ministry. And so um, those are just some kind of basic, simple things that I've learned from Danny through the years. And just um, uh, it's been cool because I've had a front row seat for the last almost 14 years and um, just truly a pleasure to be a part of it. And, and Shane, you've had some, uh, some great mentors in your life. Danny's at the top of the top of the heap there. Him and others, but yeah. So we thank you for taking some time out of your family's vacation and uh, spending it here. But Danny, I think that uh, I think that is very indicative of how people feel about you. They just want to they want to give back because how much you give. The model for all of us. Anything you want to say to Shane? Yeah, man. Shane knows, but we are, we're just uh, so thankful, you know, that God has allowed both of us to stay at Johnson Ferry and to get to lead our sports ministry together and, you know, got to really see Shane grow up in ministry and he's a key part of our ministerial staff now. And so I love him and I love the fact that I get to, to partner together to lead our sports ministry. So thanks for taking time on vacation to do this. <laughs> well, I'm glad I remembered to check my phone. I, I, to be honest with you, it's been, um, we've got some criers, which on, on, you know, on vacation, it's unfortunate that people cry, but that happens. It's life. So, um, no, I'm just glad I remembered. Hey, Greg. Hey. hey. Okay. Doing okay? Yeah, doing good. Um, no, Greg, thanks for allowing me to be a part of it. Thanks for, um, helping me send out the call you know uh, a few weeks ago and a few months ago for for danny and just truly appreciate um your your heart for others as well and just so so thankful for your help there um and last thing i'd say too i mean we all know this i mean danny you know Dan, danny's love for sports ministry is truly unmatched i mean I, I feel it's unmatched um you know a lot of folks um use sports ministry as a platform to um hey they like sports oh hey it might be cool if i work for a church and do sports you know and either it doesn't last or it's a platform uh, you know a launching pad to something else um on church staff but um you know not for danny i mean he just i think that's why he's always looking to train and equip new folks and and send them out um i haven't helped the sending out process one bit but uh, I've been thankful to be there. Um, but his, you know, he, his just his passion and his um, zeal for sports ministry is just uh, in incredible. So, excellent, excellent, excellent. Get back to those kiddos and uh, enjoy. Thanks for what you do, and um, you're a big part of our our community, Shane. So thank you for that. All right. Thank you, Greg. Thanks again. Yep. All right, so uh, here we are live with our podcast, and, and you're, you're seeing some 
Live things happening. You're supposed to spot and Shane, Shane, you're still with us there. So um, you can you can hang on if you want. Sorry. To let you know <laughs> All right, see you guys. And Greg, we cut you off. You were talking about some of that transition. Let's just get back and wrap that up. Uh, just, I mean, I, everything that Danny had to, had to say, uh, but just also recognizing that uh, my 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 job is to help fulfill the calling on on that person's life and so how do i how do i step in that and realize that uh that that person is not stepping into to, to my life and my ring of what i do but yet i'm vital uh to, to help fulfill the call in that person's life so uh just trying to go at it from some interpersonal relationship skills uh you know developing that relationship uh being able to have shared conversations about mission and vision uh, and be able to exchange uh, conversation dialogue. It goes back to talking about, let me, let me talk about how it has been impactful. But let me also talk about some things that I know, because we all know where we need to do better on, where we haven't tracked as well, or we haven't presented as well, or things like that. So being transparent uh, with them up front. Don't, don't try to build something that's not there, because they'll eventually see it or find it. So just trying to have that uh, relational component. Uh, of walking alongside of each other and creating conversations, sharing dreams, visions, and hopes. But uh, for me, it's uh, a, a being part of the bigger team and uh, making sure they, they see that, know that, and experience that. Well, it's something that happens. If you've done a good job as a sports rec and fitness minister, if you've done a good job, like these two men have, you're going to have a long tenure. And that you are more than likely going to see another senior pastor or Ted Elder or whoever it is that makes some decisions. And I know that um, I was hired by someone, someone else came in, and one of the first things that I did was kind of do did exactly what you guys just indicated. And I asked them to come and join me at the, at the CSRM Sports Outreach Summit, in which really the reach gathering now has kind of taken that place. And, and he went and he, that's all he needed to do. He saw what was going on, and we had a car ride down, car ride back, and we had that time to talk, and we developed a relationship. And that made all the difference. And then I went into a third senior pastor, and uh, I, I didn't survive that one, you know? And, and it, was, there was a, it was kind of a break in that, and couldn't quite get to that next level relationally where we needed to be on some things. It, and it's not a good person, bad person. It's just reality. You're older now. You're commanding a higher salary. Uh, you're, you're often older and maybe making as much as a senior pastor. There's just... So we're, all stri we're all striving to be like Danny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> older, wiser, and making more money than anybody else. <laughs> Oh man! Well, we need to wrap this up. I, I want to say one thing. One thing. Go to for that. it. And and you you can. I don't want to get goofy here because I'm pulling the stat. You could probably speak more to this. I do find it interesting that the years I've been in CSRM, the years I've been overseas, the years I've been back in the states and on on staff and working with other folks and 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 like Danny, sending other people out, um, you know, into other areas and developing them. It's very interesting to me that the role of the sports and rec minister, uh, if the relationship is established well, will find themselves 
not always named as they as a as a second person in in the paradigm but will find themselves to be one and be a voice that can will speak into the senior pastor level because of the practices and disciplines of running the multitude and the number and the programs and the leadership that's needed in sports and rec that you can find a real joy in if you're not seeking title name or recognition there is great joy to know that uh, we we because of what we do gives us the nature to live at that higher level with that person as an individual and to be able to speak in and out of the total picture uh, an awful lot, I think, and the research statistics would bear that out, an awful lot of our, our sports rec and fitness ministers are promoted within their own church, and they, they take on a different, a different role, a different title. Yeah. Uh, I think what you just said is very accurate. Your, your reflections to that, Danny? Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm constantly, constantly going back. It's, it's to have that relationship that open and honest relationship with the senior pastor and to, to certainly strive to do all that you can on that. Um, and then also um, you're on his team, not the other way around, you know? Um, and so there, there's been times, you know, here where we wanted to do something further than we ended up doing it, but that's cause our senior pastor had a little bit different vision than my vision, but I'm on his team. And so to be able to, uh, have those dialogues, but then also say, well, then here's what we're going to do and, and, and come alongside him to support his vision and ministry of the church. Uh, man, that seems like the keys, you know? Um, so it, as we were moving from one pastor to another, my main prayer was Lord, please send, see, send us someone who can see the value of sports as a ministry, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. And I will say that um, to to that end, I'm gonna I'm gonna advocate on the other side of this. I'm gonna speak to the senior pastor, the elder board, and I'm gonna tell you that if your sports rec and fitness person has been doing this, like someone like Danny, they are probably the most connected person in your community. And if if you alienate your sports and rec person you're gonna alienate a whole lot of folk in your community. And it's not a threat, it's just reality. It's not, you know, you, you can't ever fire somebody, but it, it's reality. And so, yes, I agree with what you guys are saying that we as sports ministers, we need to go overboard and, and do what we can do. But please, if you're in leadership, understand that if you've got somebody that's been doing well in this position, they're your front door. And you don't easily replace that front door. So I will say that. All right, I'll get off that soapbox. I told you I had a lot of them. Danny, we hope uh, you feel honored. We hope that you feel loved. We hope that you feel admired and appreciated, respected, uh, because that's our heart. And, and we wanted to take this opportunity to celebrate with you We've only scratched the surface of who you are and how you've been with uh, God, your family, your church, and uh, you inspire us all. And, and there's people that are in the kingdom because of you personally and because of the people that you've influenced that are going out and winning other people. Uh, you've got a great heavenly reward when you cross that with the Jordan. 
God bless you, and thank you for all that you've ever done. Greg, any uh, last sir. words? No, I, I agree. Agree completely. It's been a, a, a pleasure, and I feel por- fortunate that for whatever reason, um, our relationship has maintained. It started and has maintained. It just wasn't. I see you once a year, and so um, you, you've helped me become who I am in this. So uh, I feel blessed by that. Danny, last words are yours, man. No, I I am uh, humbled. And sure do appreciate y'all even taking time to put this together. And and hopefully all of our passion is to keep using sports to share the gospel. Um, and so hopefully maybe these podcasts will help someone that God calls into ministry someday to do just that. Well, we're going to wrap up this uh maybe a little more extended uh, time-wise podcast, but if you, again, this is the third, and we are glad to have had an opportunity to honor our good brother, friend, and colleague. So, Danny, thank you. Thank you so much for everything. And uh, if you are listening again, and you don't get to see the screen with all the, the contact information, Go to the CSRM website. It'll connect you with all of the podcasts, all that we've done. And in fact, I would just take the moment to say that Danny, Greg, I, and John Longworth also reported something during the COVID time that is up there. And and it was just kind of a grassroots. uh, We just sat around and talked about it. There's a lot of wisdom there. So these, these men mean a lot to me, and they're doing a lot. So thanks for joining us at this for this podcast and hopefully we'll see you again on another one in the future. Bye now. See you later. See you. CSRM's podcasts are a resource provided by the Association of Church Sports and Recreation Ministries and its production house, Overwhelming Victory Flicks. This episode was produced by Dr. Greg Lenville and edited by Andrew Fouts. For more information about CSRM, visit csrm.org. For more information about our publishing and production houses, visit csrm.org and click on the Resource tab. CSRM Podcasts, I'm Mike Maloney. Have a blessed day.